Hello, I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion. This summer, our network did a large Indiegogo campaign to raise money for the construction of a new sound booth for our home studio. We were successful thanks to donations from people like you. One perk available to donors of the campaign was that they could choose any song or poem and have me, Tom Zalatni, record a dramatic reading thereof. This is one such poem. Special thanks to Rebecca Nemiroff for this request, and now I present to you This Be the Verse by Philip Larkin. They fuck you up, your mom and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old-style hats and coats who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. Man hands on misery to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can. And don't have any kids yourself. This feels like a personal shot at me, Rebecca. Too late. On with the show. Welcome to episode 187 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. And we are joined over Skype by a very special guest. Uh, you guys know her as a person who donates to us on Patreon on a regular basis. Her name comes up literally every episode uh, <laughs> in the list of people. Uh, she also purchased a perk that let her be a guest on an episode of this show in our big Indiegogo campaign this summer and also a shitload of other perks because she is wonderful and very generous. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so welcome, Kendall and Aldridge, back to the show. Yay! Hi! Kendallin. Yes. Thank you again for everything. You're, <laughs> Absolutely. You're welcome. I want to appreciate that it was not my choice to be back on the show. It's just what everyone on Twitter wanted me to do. <laughs> that that's not how I thought you were going to frame that. <laughs> I mean, I love you guys, but I, I did give the choice up to Twitter. Right. You know, I I went to a, a marketing conference and there was somebody who was talking about Lady Gaga and um the this premise that uh you don't have to care about everybody. You just have to care about that 1% that like passionately, <laughs> you know, supports you. And Kendall and you are our 1% of uh, <laughs> probably 100 actually. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I think at the end of the day, you probably donated you yourself to our Indiegogo campaign this summer probably donated like more than than a lot of people on the network oh, individually really? raised in separate <laughs> pledges from other people. But also just have like been there for forever, like yeah. longer than I've been on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been a patron since like not December. quite day one, but pretty early. Yeah, I would say episode seventy or so. Yeah. Well, um, I started at like a one fifty or not <laughs> even, so <laughs> I just know like I didn't make the commitment till after December, so it was definitely in the new in the past year. But it feels like it's been oh. forever. Yeah, it feels like it's been like two years. That's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely as long as I've been here, I've heard your name. Yeah. Yay! I, I, I'm honored. <laughs> oh man. So, Kendallin, what like? What's what's good? What's new with you? It's we had you on almost a year ago, maybe close yeah. to a year. I, yeah. I wasn't 
it, I've been listening to the show for two years, but I haven't been donating money to until like after that. Okay. Anyway, but um, I've been doing a lot of modeling. Cool. Um, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really neat. Yeah, I noticed you've been like posting a lot of like photo shoots and stuff in the past little while. How did you like? How did that start? How did, did you just decide like? I'm going to go out for some bottling gigs or like, did people reach out to you? <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Um, I contacted a former class band of mine that we, that I took acting class with. And I said, do you know any places where I could do special effects modeling or just modeling in general? And she sent me to this site, uh, this uh, Facebook page called TFP, which typically stands for trade for photos or mm-hmm. someone once explained it to me as time for photos. But on this and on this site, basically models and photographers and sometimes makeup artists get on and say, like, I need this person or this kind of shoot or I would like to try this kind of shoot. These are the pictures that are the theme and whatnot. But and then you can respond to them or like comment saying I'm interested as a model and then they'll get with you and give you all the details, etc. The only catch is you're not allowed to get paid. Uh, right. <laughs> You're not you're not allowed you're not allowed to post anything monetarily. I just learned you're not allowed to even sell things with this group. Mm-hmm. So basically I worked with these people and then I asked one of the people I've seen like three or four times saying, Hey, I really want to try to get into more like paid stuff. So she's like, I know some friends who would go be down for that. And I recently got signed on to be a one of the consistent models for a uh, group that when they show up, this guy teaches them how to pose models and how to frame the shot. So I get paid to teach, help oh, teach cool. the people. Oh, that's amazing. So, and then they refer me to other people and et cetera. But a lot of it's just in me being proactive and like just messaging the photographer saying, hey, I want to work with you sometime. This is my portfolio. Or um, I'm working on paying paying photographers to do shoots so I know I'm getting the quality photos I want and they might know other people who would want to work with me or right. collaborate. And one guy, <laughs> I messaged him saying, hey, you work with an acquaintance of mine. I'd like to work with you. He's like, oh, cool. So like, how did you find my profile? I was like, well, she did a photo with you. And I'm like, she's like, I don't know who this is. Maybe she came <laughs> to an event. And you know, the more I'm thinking about it, you know what probably happened is I found this one photographer and he came up as like suggested friends under that one photographer. Uh. And then I looked quickly looked at his work and was like, yeah, he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't, I didn't tell him that in the meeting. I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure you did it with this one person. It's like, I have no idea who this is. Oh my gosh. You know, I've heard that as, you know, like, cause you, to do those things in those competitive fields, you really have to put yourself out there. And uh, I was at a conference and there was a, a guy uh, in Illinois um, who was a small, like, local artist who had hit big with, like, he had done the launch of Windows XP, like, <laughs> desktop. And he had done these huge, like, building murals and stuff. He was he was a really cool artist, actually. Uh, but starting it, it picked up in this corporate way. And when somebody asked him how he got started, he was like, well, I would send out emails to like I'd look up all of the the executive editors and stuff of like different publications. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. that person dot something at magazine dot com. <laughs> and then he would do like 50 of those just trying to guess what their emails were. And he would just blast <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Basically, on my keyboard, the predictor at the top, I can literally put I so, and like it'll say and the predictor top if I keep clicking it'll say I saw your um I saw your post on the TF, TF 
P page and yeah. I am interested in a model and work either it's I'm interested as a model I'm interested in collaborating with you as a model sometime or my new one has been I am interested in working with you yeah. as, <laughs> as a model um, and you, it's always kind of scary because like I'm sending out things to random people who either don't need a model who don't know if they need a model right. and I, I messaged this one guy on a different photography site that I've got photography page I've gotten on and I like I send him my profile my portfolio of like nine to twelve photos. He goes, Oh wow, he's amazing and quite stunning. And you want to work with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he does pretty neat work. Are you doing special effects modeling or other kinds? I am working on it. Um currently <laughs> I've only done um well, because a lot there's no, when you're doing TFP because you're not allowed to get paid and such, I can see where a lot of special effects makeup artists, because I can't do them. But I'm seeing, I can see why a lot of makeup artists don't want to do it for free, especially when it's a consumable product. It's a big expenditure. Yeah. yeah. It is. So there's not a lot of people. And I think one of the MUAs, MUA, my makeup artists I'm working with, um, she has a budget she does for TFP, which I, I appreciate my, <laughs> our makeup artists even more because I, I haven't worked with one yet and I can see why. Right. But... I have a paid shoot, or not a paid shoot, I'm paying for a shoot coming up where I'll be doing a um, photo shoot with a little bit of special effects, and it's going to be really cool. It's based on, like, the whole idea of, like, in German fairy tales, or you have a story of, like, oh, don't go to this woods because you'll get kidnapped <laughs> type thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas, so the woods magic, just, like, the woods in general, the magic in there is taking advantage of my curiosity and I keep going further into the woods and all this oh, stuff. Nice. And I cross this weather, this weather, this river with dry ice. And but, and on the other side, I've gotten so used to being in the woods, I now can't leave. I've become part of the forest and such. So we have this transformation at the end where I'll have like like pointed ears. I'll have different contacts in and, and, and everything. And it's going to be really fun. And then I have another shoot <clears throat> that I'm pa I've paid the makeup artist, but I'm not. I'm working with photographers who aren't being paid. Uh, which is a very long story as how that came about. But um, we're doing a vampire shoot, and our my idea for that was like my skin is decaying, starting to decay and such. So I'm having to feed. So nice, cool. That's neat. And I guess are you aiming to get that done like in time for Halloween to cash in on the the spookiness? Or that would be nice. It's I'm having a hard time figuring out how to meet with a makeup artist because she also, I think she works full time at a roller rink derby with team. Does she, I haven't quite figured. Does she do I makeup haven't... for the, the derby team? No, she does. Well, that'd be great. That would be amazing. Just covering but bruises. She... That's all it is. <laughs> well, she does like really intense stuff. Like she got a, she repurposed a zombie suit that was like $700 and it looked amazing. So I think they should just go roller skating in the zombie suits. Oh, quite cool. honestly. There's got to be a market roller for derby. That. I would fucking <laughs> go to. You're the market for yeah. that. Yeah. I'm the one market for it. <laughs> so our, our hope is that we'll have a shoot late October, but I, I have a slight doubt that I, I think we'll have to reschedule so it might happen in November. Cause my problem is, I am not free for shoots. I'm not, I have no free time for anything until October 15th. Well, just posted on uh, Reddit uh, our Halloween, and they're <laughs> thirsting for content after Halloween. That's true, yeah. 
There's not a I lot mean, like, of spooky it, content in like December. You no. can do like a vampire yeah. Christmas. It's really sweet. I subscribe to it so they come up all year. <laughs> it's so much fun. And oh then they God. they'll just see like the discount rack like in the middle of like June or something like <laughs> Halloween coming. <laughs> it's yeah. so phenomenal. That would be great. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to do spooky things for Halloween, but we would get the most traffic then. Yeah. But Considering I've already paid her like almost a hundred dollars to do this, I am not. Well, we're doing two looks. We're doing. We haven't planned a zombie one out because I was focusing more because zombies you don't really need a storyline as much. Because hmm. um, every because everyone is asking to do Halloween shoot, so I was like, what's going to make ours different? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with it. I think you could make it into a Christmas a zombie Christmas thing, and that's what makes it different. <laughs> Mont- Montreal <laughs> listeners, if you want to fund me coming over to help you with this, I'd love to do it. <laughs> Just put Santa hats on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of uh, funding people to do things, let's take a trip over to the Cash Corner. Smooth transition, Tom. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Want to get a little more immersed in our world? Want to get a piece of that backstage action? Want to get promoted to full-on groupie? Head to Patreon and become a patron of the show. Because we love all our listeners, but we especially love the ones who give us money. If you join the club right now, you'll get early access to the latest episode of our ongoing Jeopardy bonus series, on top of all the other great perks that are available. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, hey! Candace, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, and Will. You'll get early access to bonus content like the Jepisode. Jepisode? The Jepisode. <laughs> like moving on up. <laughs> Like the Jeopardy episode that's sitting there right now waiting for you. Uh, You'll get little behind-the-scenes updates every week and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. And today's featured Patreon question comes from Gabriel. How do you feel about the passing of the seasons? Are you happy when summer turns into fall? And Kendallin, you are in, not to dox you, but uh, you are in... in (laughs) I try to stand up for my fellow women folk, but you're you're in Texas, are you not? I am. So, I am. So, what is your seasonal transition like? <sighs> that what transition? <laughs> yeah, what transition? Uh, what transition? Okay, so I live in Dallas. So, and Dallas is kind of more in the middle, or or so, because when people think heat in Texas, they're thinking of Houston, like or it's not as bad in, in Dallas as it is there. Mm-hmm. But our problem is our te- Texas is bipolar. No offense to like, I know it's mental awareness and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but really Texas just can't make up its mind. I, I tell people a lot, you go through three seasons in a day, you wake up and it's kind of wintry sometimes. And then by mid morning, it's kind of fall by mid afternoon. It's summer. And then, <laughs> By evening, it's kind of spring, and then it, it kind of goes from there. But then you have to factor in going indoors. Right. So you can't even dress for the weather because then you have to figure, like, is my office cold? Is yeah. my school cold? Mm. Or and, it, and then sometimes, you know, we'll get three, four straight weeks, weeks of rain for no reason. <laughs> and then we'll get blaring hot heat and humidity for the rest of the it, there's no transition I, I i don't i think the only real transition we have is sometimes winter which hmm. people think we don't have and we do um when 
when I when I came to record for you for Montreal, it was either that day or the day before that we woke up at like seven a.m. in the morning, your time, hmm. and realized Texas was five degrees colder than Montreal. Wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, Montreal winter. <laughs> like you came, I think it was early December, right? Yes, yeah. I came at the good time. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't get really bad here till like mid January. Yeah, I was uh, just talking to my husband about this because I, I trained for like a marathon a couple of years ago and I was running humble brag um, uh, <laughs> up through through December and our winters are horrific. Mm. Um, but I was able to go out, no problem, not a lot of snow. And, and I noticed this in Chicago too where like all the bad stuff happens mid-January, February. But in, in uh, Montreal, it goes to March and then there's like a big snow in the middle of April, mm-hmm. and it just <laughs> never ends. It's yeah. just awful. Um, but, oh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that. Because when I was a kid, I remember there being a lot of snow up, like White Christmas and and that kind of thing. But uh, I, I don't. Maybe it's just a shift in seasons. Maybe it's just my memory failing me. But it mm. seems like winters keeps getting pushed further and further. I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid. I remember like many years wondering if there would be snow at Christmas Mm. and then there was Um, and the latest the latest I ever remember there being snow like until my adult life was like April yeah but definitely yeah as an adult I've seen snow in May and I hate it (laughs) it's awful (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think the latest we've ever had snow was February Oh, that would be so nice. <laughs> I, well, I, that's when there should be no more snow. Like March is when all the snow is supposed to melt and yeah. you smell dog poop <laughs> and then it's spring. Oh no. I think in Montreal, like there there's that spring thaw and then we have these like little um uh snow plows for the sidewalks. Mm. And mm. they go at a really good clip, and they do not stop for pedestrians. You just have to dive out of the way. And oh, if you're wearing man. headphones, you might get swept up and i i imagine every thaw there's just like a layer of garbage and bones (laughs) (laughs) everything just swept under the winter re-emerging for summer (laughs) oh man garbage and bones (laughs) (laughs) where are those from like where are the bones from they're just from when the little sidewalk plow rams somebody into a snowbank and they never come out (laughs) See, I was thinking like a poor squ- squirrel was in the snowbank and or on the on the sidewalk, and then the snowplow just buried it. And then when it thaws, it's just a squirrel caught. Car- I'm sure there's a few of those, and they're yeah. just <laughs> captured in the ice in a surprise position. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we were leaving Montreal, it was starting to snow very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like. We're we're deep enough into summer right now that I had forgotten briefly that winter was a thing. Like we're I think <laughs> it's starting to not be horribly hot anymore. Like today was kind of cool mm-hmm. and nice after like months of garbage heat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. now I'm like, oh yeah, right. In like two weeks it's gonna be gross and cold. And then in two months it's gonna be really snowy. And I'm just trying to like hold out like I'm I'm trying to hold on to the hope that the snow will wait long enough that we can have some like nice cold weather, but not like slush, you know? Yeah. I I've been this year for me has been my angriest year at Montreal <laughs> weather. And I, because like last summer I felt like it never got hot enough for it to be summer. Like mm. it was just, I, there was like one day I could wear shorts or a summer dress and be comfortable. Mm. 
And this year, I I don't have air conditioning. And, um, like, America has amazing air conditioning. You walk in and, like, the doors open to a place and you feel a rush of, of like, <laughs> Arctic air. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure doubly so in Texas. But uh, here, like, there's, if anything, kind of weak air conditioning. Mm. And it has been so goddamn hot that yeah. it's impossible to do or enjoy anything. Yeah. We had a, I, I'm taking a class at Montreal Improv right now, and we're we're in, like, the back room oh. uh, where there is an air conditioner. But mm-hmm. it's not, like, a good oh, air conditioner. Yeah. And, like, at the beginning of the class, Sydney, bless his soul, took the the air conditioner like water filter thing and like emptied it and cleaned it so that it would be like actually cold uh and even that made no difference we ended up like cracking the window open because the breeze made it colder than the air conditioner was making it yeah and now i feel like we're transitioning just back into the hoth winter hellscape that (laughs) we have for seven months (laughs) well and then like our our school that i the school that i work at um i our air conditions on the our air conditionings on the fritz i went into music the music classroom yesterday mm-hmm. and it was like a sauna Ugh. she uh, but but her first class of the day she had cut out paper strips and was handing them out to, for the kids to make fans oh <laughs> that's kind of really was, cute but also terrible it was you know it would have been cute if it had been like the first or two third grade class but no, this was the fifth graders oh no yeah <laughs> that's miserable it, it, it is and then apparently different parts of the school have had Air problems. People have like gotten these weird contraptions where the it has like an accordion like piping kind of, and it gets to the square suction thing. And I guess they put it up there and it hooks to the ceiling tile, and they just take the air from there and just whooshes out into like this these two tubes that the fan is blows oh the air God. out of. Right. I've seen that in what like three of them in one classroom. Oh. Oh. I I know the hottest uh, weeks of this summer. I was taking two cold baths a day minimum, <laughs> and I've been sleeping with towels on my face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We, How we do you sleep to... with towels on your face? Well, like wet towels. Just I, I relocate them like across my body. Uh, it was a pro tip I got from my sister in law in uh, in Alabama. Nice. <laughs> I feel like that would be uncomfortable after a while. Would it be better to no? Did you just wear get it a... around your neck? You, no, you could do that. You can uh, just. I have a little fan directed at me on my nightstand. Oh, okay. And then I just have this wet washcloth that I move across my body and like I rotate it uh, to whatever part feels the worst. Yeah. Thankfully, I have long hair, so whenever I take a shower, I can just like I guess I could drape that on my face. Yeah. On during the <laughs> wake up with dry hair and a cool body. I'm just picturing the ring, and I'm sure that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not, not. I, I do a good impression of the girl from the ring. So <laughs> and we had, um, so, you know, because Teffer is pregnant, we had to get a new air conditioner for our bedroom for the summer because uh, we had just like a crappy little one that was not doing its job. Uh, and then since then, like, you know, we put in this really nice air conditioner. Our bedroom is usually like a fridge. Um, but that came with its own set of problems because like it it makes the room more humid and this is where we record and so i realized i had to like turn the air conditioner off like an hour before we start recording so the humility humidity will go down a little bit but never the humility never the humility (laughs) no Um, but the craziest shit today we we went to the birth center for like a prenatal class and uh so we're in a room with like 
I think there's about 25, 26 people. Half of them are pregnant women. All of them in their third trimester, like due in October or like early November. Uh, so a lot of like 30 plus weeks pregnant women. Uh, and the woman, the midwife running the class, like within the first five minutes says like the air conditioner is too loud. Can you unplug it? Oh, oh riot. <laughs> Swear to God. I was like, I'm fucking walking out of here. <laughs> 10 minutes later, she's like, okay, uh, it's way too hot in here, isn't it? And all of us are like, yes, yes, it is. There are 26 people in this room and half of us are pregnant. Please turn the air conditioner back on. So she says, we'll compromise and opens the windows. Oh, oh that's not a Did compromise. Ever, it's not. Does that ever really work, though? It was, it was honestly like it had cooled <laughs> off a bit because it was a cold day today. Today wasn't bad. Okay. Actually, today was one of those days that like fucked me up because I, I didn't have like a hoodie or anything on and right. it just got cold by the end of the day and then I'm like <laughs> stuck outside. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. That's like, let's see. Hold on. Uh, Weather-wise, today we we're at 93, which is not bad considering oh. we've been in the hunt. That's <laughs> 90 Fahrenheit, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the one I understand. I, I, <laughs> that, no, I mean, it's all right. I, it won't, we won't get the 80s low, 80s until Friday, because it's about, it's supposed to rain. Um, but, you know, 93 for us is typically hot as well. But considering the summer we've had, mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a big fan of 61. 61 is my preferred Fahrenheit. <laughs> I like 70s. I, yeah, 70s is usually like considered to be the comfortable one. Yeah. I is, like things to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 61 is I think like 16 or 17 Celsius. Yeah. So it's like fall weather basically. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice. I like a good like hoodie weather. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, like spring. I go with my 70s. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. So Gabe, I hope that answers your question. We all we all like the passing of the seasons when it means better weather, but it never means better weather. Oh hi. Do you ever wonder if picking your own name for Secret Santa and then buying yourself a gift makes you a sociopath? Or if everything is everything, then how much of everything is there? Or what exactly a Moguana is? Well, that one's just a way of saying more iguana. Or maybe you wonder what the death of a friendship over the course of 50 episodes sounds like. Whatever your questions, you can find the answers and also more questions on Lasers on the Ride podcast, now a member of the Upford Network, available wherever you usually get your podcasts. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go Try vegan. paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black P90X. Try a Thirty squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strong. Eat good. Get more protein. Eat less. Avoid the dozen. Try a bar Drink green. Try some. Use a stand. Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. 
Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. Uh, well, Yay. now comes the part of our show where we jump into the turtle's butt. Yeah, we're passing the turtle for rapid round questions. We have a lovely I just turtle. listen because I can't see the turtle. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a lovely, oh, lovely... Hold it up to the phone. The loveliest stuffed turtle Thanks. here who doubles as a cup holder and we have filled his butt with questions from the audience. There's a bunch of questions in here from Indiegogo donors and also from past guests of the show and from our $1 plus patrons. So if you want to submit a question for the turtle's butt, give us a dollar. This is a very good question. This is from Aries Tyros from Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Would a centaur go to a doctor or a vet? Hmm. I, I have a follow-up question that somebody, like I was listening to a podcast and they pointed this out to me and it blew my mind. Where is the centaur's heart? Is it where the horse part is or where the human part is? Do they have double up the organs? Because oh. they basically have two torsos. Yeah. Right. Huh. Where is oh. a horse's heart usually? Well, it would be like in its chest, okay. which would be behind the, the forelegs. So. Which is under the human's tummy. Yes. They uh, have two torsos. Yeah. It's fucking everything up. Oh, my gosh. Huh. I don't so, like that. Oh. I think you would have to have a human doctor for the top half. And then like a vet. And you actually, you'd have to have a, a farrier for the shoes. Is that what a horse? What is a farrier? A farrier? They do horseshoes. Oh, okay. Oh. So you need three. Blacksmith Oh gosh! Well, okay, a blacksmith a would make. Would that be the doctor, or would it just be like an outfitter? Uh, yeah, a blacksmith would make <laughs> the shoes. Uh, a farrier actually like fits them and hammers them into their feet. Oh wow! Oh no, I forgot you they hammered. Oh. But they're like nails; they're not like fleshy. Like Still? the the center part of the oh. hoof is is um, got some kind of meat into it so that has some sensation hmm. but the entire exterior of the hoof is just like a thick nail okay so it's okay, like getting your wait. fingernails done yeah as off topic question how do you know so much about this <laughs> I, I was a carriage driver and i grew up riding horses <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, did i tell okay. you that we we recorded this episode a couple weeks ago with uh, sean bowers <laughs> yeah. this uh, cartoonist I in chicago i was supposed to be on that week and I, I couldn't do it i asked him i asked him if there are horses in chicago and then he was like <laughs> yeah actually like there's a lot of like horse carriage drivers and i'm like oh i'm a fucking idiot adrian was one of those <laughs> i've told stories yes <laughs> Okay, um, so my thing is, I recently watched an anime called Wolf Children, where basically the mom, um, the mom falls in love with like an animagus who turns into a wolf, mm-hmm. and her children end up being like him, mm-hmm. and her daughter got sick, and she didn't know, she had eaten like some, so it like tooth, toothpaste or berries or, or something she wasn't supposed to eat, and she was very sick, and she was, she was running down the road, holding the child in her arms, and the, and she looks over to the hospital, but then she looks over at the vet. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> "Wait, are they across she, the street from each other?" Yes. <laughs> and then she ended up, she ended up like going to a payphone, and she called both. And she's like, "Okay, so what happens if I do this? Okay, what happens if I do that?" And I think the vet was the one who was right. <laughs> oh my god. And then, so I feel like, because I feel like vets know a little bit about the human anatomy, not mm-hmm. by much, but like enough to like to 
get their basic biology down, I guess. Yeah. Because you always, and you know, you always see those those action movies of like the the runaway going to the vets and getting like a small like stitch or something. Yeah, that, so, uh, Better Call Saul, they do that all the time. They always go to yes. the vet. Huh. Yes. So I'm I'm just thinking like maybe they would go to the vet or the hmm. could they. Or could there, in this world where apparently centaurs are possible, could they have a vet and a human doctor in the same office? Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering, right? Like, I, so I would actually say that probably a human doctor might be a better option just in terms of like, because I think that vets are generally not trained in like all human health, but humans are. And most like animal health. I don't know. I'm going to argue on this. Most of the body is a horse. Yeah, I'm going to argue. Because. (laughs) <laughs> vets are more experienced in interspecies oh. medicine. So they they've worked on ducks, they've worked on goats, they've worked on horses, they've oh, and yeah. and a horse like it's debilitating if they have like a leg in- injury. Right. Like they they can't um not be on their feet. It's it like interrupts their blood flow or so, I'm not going to don't quote me on that. I but there's something about like if they get a leg injury, that's mm-hmm. why they shoot them. Like they basically have okay. no hope. It's oh, not that man. they can't just reset the leg. It'll just throw off their circulatory system in a way that they won't survive. Huh. So it's a more life-threatening um uh injury than it would be in a person. Okay. So Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm sold then. Yeah. I think it would have to go to a vet. <laughs> I'm then, also like, gonna argue with you on that because I think since they're magical creatures, they should go to a shaman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what if they okay, need so like general surgery? <laughs> oh, that'd be a really cool sitcom to watch. <laughs> like wait, so, wait. a shaman who a, like a shaman or like a, just a doctor district together. A shaman, a doctor, and a vet all live yes. in an apartment together with a horse. <laughs> Fun fact for being oh, human: uh, the the house that the, in the American version is in Montreal. I, yeah. <gasps> what? <laughs> I I'm sorry. I I genuinely liked that show a lot. It's one of my favorite interpretations of like mythological creatures, especially yeah. what they did with the vampires and stuff. I could yeah. go on and on about. <gasps> oh my gosh! No, I definitely have to come back. I have to find that. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think I know a lot of people who were extras on that. Yeah, I don't doubt yeah. it. I because yeah. I watched the British version, and then when they did the American one, I was like, "Oh, fun!" And then I was walking uh, to a place I was taking French language classes that didn't take, and uh, <laughs> I saw the front of the place, and it was like for rent. And I'm like, and I looked it up, and that's the the house. Huh. Is it always for rent now? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's always for rent, but uh, it's that ex- would be amazing if it was. Yeah. Um, like I know the British one exists. I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard and read, the American one is slightly better. They're pretty like, I don't, similar. I, yeah, I, uh, it's like a wash. If if you like the the people in the American one are slightly more attractive, uh, but true. I don't think the story quality is any better. So you might as well okay. go with that one. And the guy who who plays the vampire, uh, I think, went to a Aiden White. What? The vampire is Aiden White, but I, I, forget, I think his real name is Sam something. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Sam Whitaker? Whit- Whitter- something like that. I, I just know the werewolf, they're both named Sam. Yeah, they're, <laughs> like in real life. they're both adorable. Uh, but the, yeah, the vampire yeah. went to a high school near me. 
So if I had lived in one neighborhood over, I would have gone to high school with him. <laughs> oh man, he also was the guy. Sam Whitaker was also the uh, zombie in the walk, the very, very first Walking Dead episode. He was in the tank oh. and he looks over at Rick. Um, no, but I love being human. I I loved a lot of things about it, but I was not quite sold on the last season. But I thought it ended justly for what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a great show, but it was it was really fun. <laughs> It was a nice, like, refreshing show. Yeah. If you had, I, I think I had just finished Buffy. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice little comedy relief from Buffy before I transitioned to something else. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think we're moving on to our next question before I start talking okay. about Riverdale. <laughs> oh, don't get me started Riverdale! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> I have so many comments. <laughs> Adrian, you and I just need to have another just the two of us. I've I've come to you on Twitter talking about things (laughs) or mentioning things before. Or I'm like, Adrian, I I so relate. And every time you bring up Buffy, I'm like, yes. And Tom's like, I don't know. And so. It's a great show. I gave it a college try. You need to give it more than a college try because season three is like a good season. But season six, season six Mm -hmm. is just. Oh, you gotta blow off the one where the Buffy gets that military boyfriend because he I fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate Riley. I hate Riley so much. It's the worst. Oh, military boyfriends often suck. He's just you know what's worst. really, but you know what's really funny. The guy who plays, I think, I think I'm pretty sure his name is Riley in the show. The guy who plays Riley, there's actually a Hallmark movie that came out recently, and he plays a military guy. <laughs> and I was like, it's this dude. <laughs> Glad he's still getting work as the douchebag that no one likes. Yeah. Well, you can cut all of this out. He, he, was a, he was the love interest. Oh, man. He was the worst. <laughs> I am kind of glad we ended up talking about love interests because that relates a little bit to this next question. Mm. That's very convenient, honestly. Um, so, uh, all the great segues. <laughs> So, past guest of the show, Candace Pye, host of uh, Gal Chat with Candace Pye here on the Upford Network, um, asks, do you believe in the concept of the one or having a soulmate? Why or why not? I feel like this will be a really interesting one because Adrian and I are both in committed relationships, but Adrian is a cynic and I am a romantic. <laughs> so I suspect I already know what our answers are going to be. I, now that you've set it up that way, I absolutely <laughs> believe uh, I know what the answers are. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, Tim Minchin has the go- best song about this. He's an Australian comic uh, music writer. Uh, he's great. But he has this song called uh, If I Didn't Have You, I'd Have Somebody Else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's this really great song about how, uh, you know, like if he didn't, if he never met his wife, like he could be dating this amazing. Um, Olympic skier with alopecia from the neck down and like everybody you know like he could have all these amazing relationships uh, and all these potential futures but he has his wife and um, he loves her and their relationship is richer for the fact that they have all these shared uh, connections and experience over time Mm. Uh, and Mm. I think that's what makes a relationship special Mm. in the the term like that's family that's something you can't take back it's not that Mm -hmm. uh, there's just one magical person out in this world it's somebody you build a life with yeah yeah i think i i think that i agree with you in that sense that like i think that someone can become like your your soulmate or like you know i don't think that people are predestined to meet and fall in love and be like perfectly happy together forever Mm -hmm. but i think that i definitely believe that like 
I think I believe in the concept of soulmates, but not necessarily as a uh, romantically as a romantic thing specifically. Like I've met people who I'm like friends with who I'm like, wow, like this person, like I resonate with them perfectly. Yeah, as I a think person. you can click with people. But I find the entire idea that there's one person out there for you uh, utterly depressing. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I thought I had a soulmate and he turned out to be a manipulative jerk. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a different story for a different time. Maybe I can get, talk to Candace about that one. <laughs> um, and you know, but that was very hard after that, just to get to the point where I was able to see someone romantically. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend, well, he's now my boyfriend, but my friend, at, my boyfriend at the time, I don't know how to, what to call him, Matt at the time. <laughs> um, he's, he's in the room with me now. Um, Hi, Matt. He says hi. He waves. He's trying to be polite. Anyway, <laughs> but, and, you know, it was very hard to, like, meet guys and think, I could make a relationship. It was more of, like, I want to get to know you to see if I want a bigger commitment. But most guys are, like, no, we want to be down the clown right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I had, like, a spiel I gave for a month of, like, after a while of, like, hanging out with a certain person, be like, I can tell that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you like me. But you must know I came out of a pretty bad relationship, and I'm not interested right now. <laughs> not to say it can't happen or won't happen. It's just not happening anytime soon. Hmm. So if that's all you're interested in, you may go away. And some people <laughs> actually did. Like, after a while, they, when they couldn't, like, woo me over, they would disappear. But, but I built a life with Matt and it, and it, a relationship with Matt, and I don't understand, like, how I could want anyone else. No. <laughs> Matt is pretty great. Yeah, I, I can tell by the fact that he waved instead of trying to make himself on the podcast that he is a conscientious, <laughs> lovely person. He respects the he, format. He does. Um, Not that I don't want to talk to Matt. I just, that decision <laughs> is the sign of a good human being. Yeah. Well, Matt's not the one who paid to be on the podcast, and he That's knows true. that. But he did, he, he did donate to you guys. He did. Andy Gogo. He, uh, under my, under my um, persistence of asking... He he donated like at least at least five dollars, and he signed it with the one true Matt. Oh, yeah. Well, he'll always be my one true Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. He's he's holding up fingers and mouthing the word ten. Oh, ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and now right. he's telling me, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, so I mean, Matt could always do better. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's harsh. <laughs> She paid to be here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think, like, I, I definitely, like, I don't know. The, the idea of soulmates is something that, like, I think I don't believe in the one, but I do believe in soulmates. I think that I believe that, like, I think people can have many soulmates. Yeah. I think that you can have tons of people who you're, like, kindred spirits, I guess, is mm-hmm. almost, like, the, I think of them as the same concept of just sort of, like, you meet someone and you're, like, wow, yes. This person is like a person like you, you instantly get along with them. Yeah. The more right. you talk to them, the more you're like, yeah, I totally like vibe with this person. But you don't there's necessarily a... like want to fuck them. <laughs> oh, no. There's a beautiful scene in um, Ever After where the prince is talking to like, like Leonardo da Vinci. And he's like, how do you know one's really the one? What if you are walk- walking with the one and the one and she gets struck by lightning and then is the new one you see the one or was the one that struck the lightning it's a beautiful monologue i'll have to find it because he says the one a lot and it's one of the, it's one of the charms of that movie 
And then I, I, that's how I remember when I first saw it. I was like, yes. <laughs> just, oh man. Yeah, I, I just like I, I do believe in in chemistry and and mm-hmm. just having a good rapport with people and um, compatibility. But I also think that I mean there are hundreds of years of history of people being in arranged marriages, mm-hmm. and uh, statistically they work out just about the same. Yeah. And uh, some of that is just uh, everybody, no matter how well you get along, kind of has to find ways to run the distance yeah uh to live together to be compatible to work together as a team on a daily Mm -hmm. basis and um it while you do that uh you build memories together and you build like i i love my brother in a way that i can't love anybody else because we have a shared childhood Mm -hmm. that no one else would ever understand right and the way that we both understand and when you're 10 i i just I just had my 16th anniversary. No, not that long. Um, God, we're 12? I don't know. Like 10 plus years. Uh, we just had our anniversary. Aww. And uh, yeah, it's definitely... I, I'm a shitty person that I can't remember how long it's been. But. <laughs> Do you remember what year it was? For, or, or you've been in love for so long, it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. Go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, but... <laughs> Definitely. I actually have a re- sorry. I no, actually have a reminder in my on my phone in my calendar that on when he and I met as friends, and we have three reminders: one from him saying we met on this date, one from me saying we met on this date, and the third one says we met on this date in 2015. So that we will always remember. <laughs> we didn't have texting. <laughs> True. I'm sure there's an email on my old Yahoo account that I could trace back. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. It's just um, it's family. And even yeah. I think in marriages that don't last, you don't take it back. Like that's yeah. always going to be a part of your life. And that's the vow that you're taking. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You're, and, and I think like even on a slightly smaller scale or maybe a bigger scale, depending, like any relationship you invest any time into, like, you know, friendships, working relationships, you know, like there's people that I worked with on stuff for years who I don't see anymore. But when I think about them, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I still think fondly of like the work we did together. Mm-hmm. Like even people that I don't work with anymore for like specific reasons, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I kind of miss like that project, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's what everything is, right? Everything is time. Everything is history. Everything is like putting energy into stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think like two people who are even remotely interested in each other, who are both willing to m- make it work and are both like actively working on like, you know, working well together mm-hmm. are going to go a lot farther than two people who like have intense chemistry and passion right out the gate, but don't want to put in the work. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we have time for one final question. Yeah. We, we killed that one. <laughs> It looks like a thick one. It is a thick one. Oh, and it's upside down. Uh, Indiegogo. Alyssa uh, Rossellini. Mm -hmm. How is the role of monuments and statues different from that of museums? And then there is a URL (laughs) reference, uh, which I I didn't read and I have not because I didn't see this question before. So I'm sorry I did not do the research. I I did not either. I copy pasted this straight from... uh from the message Wait, that was sent. Do, do statues 
What's the difference between statues on the street versus statues in the museum? Is that what I heard? I'm uh, assuming it's... this is referencing the the taking down of the Confederate statues yeah. uh, and oh. people feeling that they should be in muse- uh, museums so that they can um, still be part of our, our history and not erased, but yeah. also not celebrated. Yeah, it, it's it's in reference to that for sure. It, yeah. So so she's asking if like monuments and statues are like like worth the same amount as museums like historically. I think it really just depends on where it's located. You know, in a very state that had a very impact on the Civil War, I can see where <laughs> maybe. I, you, but you know what I mean. I don't know. The way I also see it is like while I agree that that history shouldn't be erased or celebrated. Um, <clears throat> I think we have enough memorabilia from that time period to like... If you're in the you South, what, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Oh, gosh. Um, there, I want to say there was some school around here that used to be like the Confederates or something. Whoa. <laughs> All right. right? I, 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 no, I, I was really confused because it was... Someone's alarm went off on your end. I thought it was my phone going off. And... <laughs> I was mildly confused. Um, I don't know. Like, but I know for sure we have one that's like the Colonels, which just looks like Yosemite Sam. But I want I want to say there was at one point a Confederate mascot. I know for sure a lot of the Indian mascots have been changed. Mm-hmm. So in the South, it's still a touchy subject, but I definitely have seen a couple trucks with a Confederate flag in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I, I think it's... so. So a thing that I... I think that my stance on this is that like monuments and statues do not serve the same function as museums. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that, but I think that they maybe still have some value. I don't know. Like, I think that there's something about like seeing something that's been erected in someone's like memory and someone's honor. That's like cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's a piece of public art essentially. Um, but I think that, yeah, when when something stands for something horrible, it is maybe worth considering, like, removing it or putting it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, if there was, like, a... Here's a proposal. How about a museum of, like, ooh, we made a wrong move with that statue. Statues. <laughs> right? They could call it the, like... That would be amazing. But well, where it, would you put it? Like, would each, would each country have one or each state have one? Let's like... be real. They'd all just be, like... In what whatever is the most like racist backward city in America, they would put it there, and because they'd be proud of it, right? Like whoever is still like holding on to that would love to have those statues, and so, so why not just a, give them a museum of them? Rethink this uh, museum where everybody can go to see their favorite statues, but like have the message of like, kind of, what is it? <laughs> yeah, rip, rip. Ripley's rethink it or not? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, the me museum. Oh gosh! It reminds me when y'all were talking about making a bunker, or at one point of like, or like you were put, talking about putting this one special effects actor in a bunker. At, oh, or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, a terrarium <laughs> for Doug Jones. Yes, <laughs> Doug Jones, and having all those things. Like, can we have like little memorabilia? I was like, this is how we did up. Don't do this. Oh man. I don't. But you bring up an interesting uh, point, Kendallin, about context. Because if you're at like Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a statue of Robert E. Lee and you know um, Ulysses Grant. Like uh, that to me makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you have a giant podium of a Confederate hero in front of your city hall, I find that problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, and also, like, there are grades of things of, uh, you know, what these are men of their time and they are celebrated within history of the people who wrote them. And mm-hmm. so we can celebrate things that Thomas Jefferson did uh, without necessarily uh, entirely annihilating him for other things that right. we don't much well, care I mean- for. <laughs> You know, I mean, Hamilton got a musical made of him, and he's not, like, from what I've seen from the memes, is, like, at least the least worst person involved in that. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Like, you think about, like, George Washington, right? He was a mm-hmm. he was a fantastic leader. He, like, founded the nation, but he definitely owned slaves. He yeah. was a little apologetic yeah. about it, but he still did it. Actually, the well, thing I... that, that Washington uh, did that is, like, the most... The thing that really like lifted him uh, to the the hero status and and the position that he eventually got to was essentially not getting shot a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I mean, like you also have that really cliche thing they do at like leadership trainings of say like, oh, name the greatest leaders, and the, someone there's always that one person who wants to add in Hitler because he was a great leader. He got people to do things. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it, right? Like, it's it's one of those things where people in history lack the context of, of present-day people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's it's hard to hold them to the same standard that we hold people today to, right? No, like, there were not a lot of woke people in Washington. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things where, like, you can, I think, celebrate people's accomplishments without celebrating them as a person if they're dead. I think if they're, if they're current people... And if they're you, doing like, shitty things. Hundred year cutoff. If you've been dead a hundred years and you did something that we yeah. still appreciate, maybe you get a little bit of a pass depending on how horrible the horrible things you were doing. Yeah, it's like public domain music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever the cutoff is for, like how long ago did John Lennon have to die before we're allowed to like record his music without paying royalty fees? That should be the same <laughs> amount of time that someone has to have died before we can forget about the fact that they were horrible people right. and just celebrate that they like invented electric cars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's slightly fair. I also think it's <laughs> fair that uh, people who are not white get to walk through their city and not feel assaulted by oh, a yeah. horrible, horrible, God. you know, history. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's it. And that's where I think, like, having a place where you could just dump all of the offensive statues so that the people who like them can go see them. What a nightmare field that is. <laughs> well, I mean, like, on that, well, okay, but on that note, you know, a lot of people in Europe, a lot of schools and stuff, they purposely go to Holocaust, like uh, old concentration camps and stuff yep. so that it yeah. never happens again. So I don't, so I I can see where it's kind of a joke, but there are places that do that. Yeah, oh, uh, for, 100%. Absolutely. Actually, can, uh, this is the only fun story of Auschwitz I'll ever tell. <laughs> oh, no. But my, my husband recently went to Auschwitz and he, he likes to pick up uh, fridge magnets from places that he visits. <laughs> And he bought an Auschwitz fridge magnet. And he's like, I can't put this on the fridge. <laughs> what? Why did they have that? <laughs> what is the product? So where do you put it? I don't know. But it, it was like, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And he brought it home. He's like, does it go next to Mickey Mouse? Or <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Disney I mean, can, was can kind it depend of... on what your mood. Can it depend on what your mood is in that day? <laughs> you just can't be open to the fridge and look at an Auschwitz. <laughs> like, it's just not okay. Oh God. 
That's so I have funny. a funny. I have a. I I have a really bad but funny improv story. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were about to say the phrase "funny Auschwitz story" again, and I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> we got that covered, but apparently in the upper. This is not my. I didn't happen to me, but apparently in this upper like upper improv class. They were doing something about leaders or wars. I forgot what the topic was. But basically, they're... Oh, it was dictators' children. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Because it was Hitler and his son and other kids. And they were in the sandbox. And there was a fight going on. And at one point, the little boy... The guy playing Hitler's son picks up a box of, like, Capri Sun or something like that. says, Jews, father? And he goes... And he slapped it out. He's like, we do not hold Jews. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it wasn't as funny as I thought it was. <laughs> oh, I bet it killed in the moment. <laughs> I bet That's... I just had to be there. Yeah. 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 Oh man, God. Well, that took a turn I was not expecting it to take, <laughs> <laughs> as the show often does. And that feels like a good place for us to end for this week. Kendall, and thank you so much. Thank you, Kendall. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, if you are listening to this and you made it through the end of the episode. Consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you get to give us questions for the Turtles Butt. For as little as $5 a month, you get to give us featured questions that we spend a little more time on. You can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. And uh, spoilers, if we get enough uh, iTunes slash Apple Podcast reviews over the next like week or two, we just might release that Jeopardy episode we teased about a little bit early. Hey. Um, oh, okay, wait, but do you have to... Is- do they have to be new reviews or can they just be any reviews from like anybody? Kendallin, if you want to create five different profiles and re-register for <laughs> iTunes, go for it. We're not allowed to tell you to do that, <laughs> but I'm also not going to tell you not to do that. Okay. Uh, you can share this episode with a friend who, um, oof, I don't know, share this episode with a friend who likes when summer ends and turns into fall or maybe with a friend who likes statues. <laughs> Someone who's been to Auschwitz? <laughs> Only if they brought you back a fridge magnet. How about people who like fridge magnets? How about that? That's a good time. <laughs> That's a real good time. You can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. I'm at Kenny Is Here. Did I you, will spell that out for Tom. Did you change your, your Twitter handle? No, that's the, that's the modeling Instagram page I'm using. I still, I don't tweet as much anymore, especially since I'm not running the YouTube channel anymore. Mm-hmm. And I have two separate Instagram profiles and you'll get more of my modeling work there. Okay, so it's Kenny is here. <laughs> I will type that out for you later. Cool, perfect. It'll be in the description of the episode. Uh, yeah. Anything to plug, bearing in mind this comes out on September 28th. Um, you can check the Montreal Improv uh, page for House Team, and I believe I'm in a show at the end of the month for uh, Ernest Hemingway in that's Paris. That's in October, I think. Oh, you're right. Never yeah, mind. That's Ignore October that until 21st. Next How do you know that? I have to photograph it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, Kendall, do you have anything to plug? You can look at my page to see if there's any new photos Sweet. yeah go check out kendall and stuff a lot of them are really cool i've been really impressed uh thanks do i have anything to plug i have nothing to plug so that's it special thanks to crackers What's your and baby jam. Do again? uh mid no late october i don't know the 25th okay so you can't plug the baby yet no no not yet i hope not um oh. well you know it's it's too early still yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I as far as I'm concerned, October 2nd I think is when I'll I'll stop feeling like it's too early. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upward, Upford Network. Jesus, I can never get through one of these without <laughs> fucking it up. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Boom, boom. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Kendallin. Thanks, Kendallin. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Say hi to Matt for me. I will. Benson Joe. Benson Joe. Benson Joe. Benson Joe. Benson